Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to get underway. everyone welcome welcome <laughs> welcome to coming of age the legion minisodes hi guys we're fucking incredibly just like elated <laughs> excited <laughs> like <laughs> so happy uh we're gonna talk about chapter 19 we have the voices in your head uh, this is Chase Cummins. And that is Alan Lou Sprock. Welcome to the show. Ooh, we are talking one. about Chapter 19 tonight, which is the season finale, season two. Holy fucking, fucking shit. shit. <laughs> it is so cool. From the beginning to the end is one of the most impressive and entertaining pieces of television I've watched live in a long time. Yeah. It was incredible. Let's fucking jump right the fuck in, because yeah. I am so excited about this shit. Me too. It's It was so good. Um, so it literally starts off with the tuning fork flying through the air. The choke yeah. is what they call it. It's like the uh, power dampening yeah. device. The, the frequency that dampens Fucking powers. insane. Just sticks in the ground while it's like... FX Marvel presents shit. Yeah. Oh my god. It's, it's so from right where through Farouk threw it at the end of the it's last so episode. It's so fucking cool. And then we just get David levitating on this incredible landscape. Yeah. Singing behind blue, blue eyes. eyes. Like a, a very modern, like, like uh, not auto-tuned. It wasn't auto-tuned, but there was like a synth like over yeah yeah there was more there was more you know it wasn't the who but (laughs) it was such a cool rendition it fit in so well with like the music that we've heard in this show so far yeah for sure it was fantastic you see him levitating and then you see farouk levitating as well like and they're going at each other i oh my god (laughs) it was so good i like want to watch it again so fucking bad it immediately hit me and like it hit all the things i really like love when i'm like moments that are experiences i love when watching movies which is cinematography and music and acting that all combine together and in Mm -hmm. this instance it was like the way he's floating and the way the camera shots move are moving to the song and he's mouthing the words to the song like they're the words are coming out of his mouth and like the way it was all put together was so idiosyncratic and like it was just everything I want in any kind of movie or show. Like all my favorite scenes in movies are shots like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. <laughs> That's so fucking odd. That was incredibly was, well, well put. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it just immediately hits the score of, Oh, that's badass. Yeah. It, it was so badass. And then like Farouk singing in French yes, as well, like exactly. right back. You're like, oh my god! <laughs> like I didn't even like. You're so wrapped up in that, you, you forget like what might actually happen with the scene. Like I was so in the moment. It almost becomes like 
Yeah, it, it pulls you into the moment. You just want to watch them singing this song almost. But then <laughs> the words hit you in this way where David's singing it and it hits me in the original intonations of the song. And then it cuts to Farouk, obviously, and he's doing the French. And, and that it gets obviously, a little darker as well. Yeah, and it changes like the tone. The, oh, totally. And it changes the way that you you kind of hear that song. But you're like, you're, I, I still recognize the song, even though I don't understand the words coming out of his mouth. But there's a moment where they start coming together and they finally meet on the hill and we get those great split diopter shots of David's face and then Farouk behind him and they're like still saying the words of the song and there's a moment where he goes uh in the it's the lyric in the song where he says uh it's about revenge it's like to seek revenge telling only lies uh revenge is not free yeah you know uh and it's not free or whatever that line and the way david says it, it hits you like the original line in, the, in in the song and then the way the farouk says it he says it where it changes it for me where he's like revenge and it it, it isn't free like like the act of revenge yeah. itself has its own consequences and from the it, different perspectives, perspectives it like changes the meaning and they both which informs oh the entire God. episode of the show because what he's showing you is David's act of revenge and all the consequences that come afterwards is Farouk's doing it's him going this these are your consequences for seeking revenge on me <laughs> and in this timeline it's now different from the other timeline in this timeline Farouk hasn't died he didn't get killed in the desert like he was supposed to get killed yeah, in the desert. That's true. So we're we, we don't know exactly where the show is gonna go, but seemingly David is still heading down like a more uh, selfish and evil path at the end because of oh, everything absolutely that happens. Absolutely at the end. Holy fucking but shit. It becomes evident now, I think, to him that all of the consequences are because of Farouk or Farouk's doing. And it may not be evident to him, but it's evident to me. They're like, Farouk yeah. set all this up. And I feel like right in that moment in the song, the way they deliver the line from the song tells you exactly like what's going on in the episode. Yeah, I would agree. That's fucking crazy. I did not think of that. <laughs> that uh, I mean, obviously not at the time, but that's, that's perfect. Like really, <laughs> holy fucking shit. Um, and then we just have this fucking animation. Honestly, just the animation. Like, we're like fucking two minutes in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, the animation, would, just like the chalkboard stuff in the first season, that's like, you know, obviously the like same animator and stuff, but just yeah. it being in the 3D element around them and how they're fighting on the astral plane in like a real sort of realm. Yeah. yeah. And the way they use it, the the car, it's it's cartoon. It feels yeah. the most comic book thing like we've seen. And there's a lot of stuff in this season, I think, that and in this show that that are reminiscent of comic books or, or stylistic choices like made in the like cinematic form of a comic book. But this is the first time where I really felt like that's that's the perfect blend of comics yeah. It's, it just with, sucks you in so fucking hard because the, there's two things happening. There's there is acting going on between Dan Stevens and. Uh, Navid Negabon with between David and the Shadow King in their real forms and they never fade away completely and in the background you're getting all of this animation and so it becomes a visual like feast. Cthulhu and T-Rexes and samurais. And, what, and, and their battle is being symbolic of like their personalities and yeah. all the stuff and so it's telling you all this stuff in the visuals but then at the same time if you just watch the two of them you're still getting you're getting the whole same story. 
And the way that they made, like they did this, it blows my mind. <laughs> I know it's insane. There was a fucking graphic of like Lenny, like stripping its skin. It's just like the devil with the yellow eyes. No, it was eyes. Sid. It was because, Sid. It was Sid because she had the glove. It had the oh, gloves. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was fucking insane, dude. Fighting dirty. <laughs> they were fighting dirty. Oh, oh my God. It's so good. Um, but then it, it like, after a good fucking a wonderful orgasm that we had, we see Lenny is off in the distance with her her special gun. Yeah. I guess being sexy as fuck, <laughs> laying around in the sand, and then yeah. going, "Oh shit!" Yeah, and fucking uh, shooting that um, that choke eventually. Well, what's crazy to me too is the the. This whole season, well, not the whole season, but like the last half of the season or whatever, ever since he snapped his fingers and the, we got snippets of the plan in their brains, yeah. the shot of Lenny shooting the ch- the choke, that's the shot we've seen in all of the things. It wasn't the first time she shot the gun, which she's already done once at something else. I forget it was the in the last episode and she shoots at something and then lays back and she's taking the the smoke or whatever Mm. and then but the shot we see in all the flash forwards in the earlier episodes are the shot is the shot she's taking at the choke it's the same camera shot it's like yeah it's the same camera shot but you don't know like what she's shooting at exactly before but now we know that she was shooting at the choke so his plan was always to come down to her shooting that yeah for sure and with them like so he planned it up fighting and him like fucking Killing him Cap- with a capturing him like fucking well, be- beating the shit out of him. him. Like, he, I don't I think he, Sid wasn't supposed to show up, and that's the Shadow King's doing because Shadow King took over Melanie and convinced Sid that David's the problem. Yeah, absolutely. But David's only the problem if he kills the Shadow King and Sydney rejects him. And he knows that the turning point is that Sydney rejects him. Mm-hmm. And he knows that if he kills the Shadow King, Sydney will reject him because of um uh her seeing that's that's when she sees the true him yeah exactly so he shows her the true him before that happens and then she stops his ideas she'll stop him from killing him and he'll be able to enact that change yeah he'll be in david because that's actually what the turning point is it's sid giving up on david (laughs) yeah exactly yeah it's all a fight for love yeah and which goes very sour yeah Uh, so like I honestly feel super lazy for not ever looking back. Like, I don't remember Melanie as, like, a mutant at all. Like, I barely ever think of her as a mutant. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I what her power remember what her powers are. I think she's a telepath, but she's, like, a lesser, like, she's not as strong as, like, Oliver or David. Yeah. So I was wondering, like, at like for the Shadow King to be using her, like, showing, essentially... His plan was to use her to show uh, how like fucking malicious David can be. Show Sydney how yeah. malicious he can be. Bull tricker kind of. Yeah, because he exactly. can be malicious, but it's like he still loves her. Yeah, for sure. And that's what is like keeping him grounded. For sure, but it's always the Legion, you know, kind of esque thing where you're like, is he like yeah. good or is he like bad? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, well, like keeping and, and it could be both for yeah. sure. Um, but I I thought that like. Autonomy would have filled that role a little better being as he is the memory guy. 
And not like I don't fucking care. Like this shows fucking this episode is gorgeous. But it was a thought that I had. Yeah. And I was like him showing memories and things like that. I guess like I don't know exactly how he would be doing that, but like that would make more sense for the Shadow King to be using Ptonomy. But Ptonomy's kind of out of the I know that, I know that. But like his power makes more sense to be like delving into memories like that i think that they the show eliminated his character in that capacity on purpose because that that would be the next logical thing the <laughs> yeah, would yeah. do, and they didn't and like, they didn't want that it would make it very different the dynamic. dynamic yeah and like they were going for a specific kind of dynamic because they're trying to make a specific kind of point mm. about like the yeah. nature of time the role that time plays in the show and the, the dimensional aspects of this play, this plays in the show like like the multi dimensions and stuff, um, and I think Patonomy, yeah, I think Patonomy, if he was alive, he poses a threat in two ways. He can um, be manipulated by the Shadow King, um, or he could have been overlooked by the Shadow King and then saved everyone else by reminding them, like literally three weeks ago for us, four weeks ago, but like an indeterminable amount of time in the show, but not that long in the show, he just like pulled delusions out of all of their head yeah. where they got into a mass psychosis and then, and, and he saved them all. And they were like turning on uh, vermilion. Um, and so like Patonomy would remind him of that and be like, someone's poisoned the well. Yeah. I and, I, like. and I also think there's his character in itself, like how he is. And everything like just everything we've seen from him it just wouldn't fit that role to be like the catalyst for all of it to end you know it's, exactly. it just didn't it wouldn't be the same thing and i think he's still at play and i think his powers are still at play because i think his powers are some of the most interesting powers in the x-men universe that yeah, i've seen awesome. visually yeah yeah like in the cinematic universe those are some interesting fucking powers <laughs> i i think and yeah, i don't it's fucking think, gorgeous yeah and i don't think noah hawley has dismissed that oh no character. i don't think so at all like we, he, would, he, he wouldn't he wouldn't he didn't yeah i mean um, we didn't see him die or anything he seemed like he was doing pretty well in the tree matrix yeah, he seemed he seemed capable. I mean, I, I'm not sure if we actually saw him in this episode, but I think no, we, we saw from his point of view. I it, think we. I, I think, think we it might was have actually seen... from Fukuyama's point of view. Well, I but think, he's, I think he's integrated there. into Fukuyama. So... It could be from both, yeah. but I think it was necessary. Like the, it was mainly from Fukuyama. Yeah, mainly it's Fukuyama. Yeah, yeah. But you can infer that he's in there checking it out too like he's seeing he's seeing more than yeah Yeah. and i'm wondering if fukuyama might have a role a bigger role to play in the next season Mm -hmm. um as like maybe like more of a voice of reason because like the vermilion obviously were were willing to kill david and they saw him as a threat but i'm wondering if because patonomy's in there and can see and he's not affected by this this mass delusion which i think now I think what's interesting now is David's suffering from mass illusion as well as the rest of the group. And I think that that's what the Shadow King wanted. And now the Shadow King's also still alive and mm-hmm. not dead like he was supposed to be. So, like, who the fuck knows where this season's going to go? I just love that the whole season built so many characters up that are, like, so fucking powerful and so fucking cool and interesting as well. Like, we have the Vermilion, and we still have, like, most of everyone that we had from the original first season as well and then we have the shadow king who's still alive as well and then we have fukiyama and like they're all still alive and they can all just grow into this just kind of weird fucking universe and we just added so many crazy characters this season yeah 
and they're naturally all, naturally and yeah. they're all still alive. Like, they're like yeah, I love that. Characters because, aren't like, dying. There's gonna be so much shit in season three. There's so many characters with so much agency all at play. Yeah. And they all have believable amounts of agency and they all have their own agendas and they all serve different purposes. And it's, they're all very complex. Like the show's done a really great job of establishing Fukuyama as a complex character, which is strange, but like the Vermilion aren't so much, but like Fukuyama is like an interesting character for sure. And, and has a mysterious, the Vermilion we haven't even seen like very much of like how exactly they, they integrate with him and like how they interact with his, his brain, because they're obviously at the service of him. They're his cameras and shit. And then beyond that, they, they have, they play the role that they do. Um, but there's a mysterious point of view there. So like, that's a complex thing. Mm -hmm. Then you've got Melanie, you've got, Sid, you've got both of the different carries. Both of them have their own points of view and their own agency and their own reasons for like existing and who, what, what plots and they serve. May, may I say, male, male carry, fucking incredible in this episode. Like oh, completely yeah. changing, like because he saw the fucking treachery that was going on. It was just like holy fucking. But shit. misinterpreted, it, I think. I, I honestly think it was a misinterpretation. I think David was perhaps, but it's, David was but making it's... was fucking up and making mistakes, and he should have been more honest with Sid. And I think it would have prevented what what happened. And I think that's well, he part was of doing everything he could. He was doing you know but he his was sinner's trying best. to save he was... love. Yeah, he was he was actually at the very end trying to save love when Sid gave up on it. But it was because Sid had been she manipulated had manipulated by the Shadow King. And I think the the scene where he takes the mouse. That's what happened. Like you drugged me, and then you had sex with me. But that's not how she would have seen it in her normal Sid. I don't think normal Sid would have seen it that way. But she's been poisoned by him, mm-hmm. and that yeah, was the whole sure. point. Well, he, she had to have been, obviously, because she was. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was the whole point. That fucking scene was so fucking cool. Like, literally, the Shadow King getting crowned. Mm-hmm. With that, like, fucking uh, device that helped David almost in the first spot. Like, what, it, like, helped it calm down, like, the voices in his head, I think. And, like, helped him concentrate. Yeah. His little halo that he had mm-hmm. around his head. And they put, like, a similar looking thing, but it was, like, fucking... Way bigger and had all the... Bigger, like, kind of Statue of Liberty type, like, crown around his head. And they all inject into his brain. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Well, so fucking cool. And he gets crowned the Shadow King. He is the Shadow King. Like, it's so crazy. It's like the... Yeah. the ro- it Because it, there's a lot of God metaphor in this. Excuse my burping. There's a lot of God metaphor in this. And I think that the, like that's his crown of thorns. They, oh, like, yeah. put the crown of thorns on it. For and, sure. Like, there's like a Carrie's weird... like, this is going to hurt. Fucking yeah. puts that shit on. Like, it's immediately and, and it what go, I thought of. Yeah, like, just the like crown fucking, of thorns. Yeah. And then in the scene where David has had, is talking to his devil and angel, essentially. And they're both telling him that fuck Sid, basically. Yeah, they are. But one of them's like, destroy the world. And the other one's like, you're a god. Yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah, so it's literally like a devil and angel kind of situation. And then he comes out and he wakes up. And he does the thing to Sid. But which is not apparently what he was supposed to do. I think he was supposed to just go kill the Shadow King in front of everybody and then just be powerful. Mm-hmm. And that was like what happened. But he races his memory and then he goes into the truck and he says to Lenny, uh, uh, God has a, a bigger plan for you. And she goes, I don't believe in God. And he goes, I think you do. 
Yeah, he says, uh, like, he says, like, something like he has a bigger plan, like, something like that. Like, he's almost referring to himself. Well, he's referring to like himself, his, like, God has a bigger plan personality. for you. But he, yeah, and he's using, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, he's referring to him, like, yeah, God yeah. Has, a, has a plan for you. And then, I mean, that obviously comes into play in the last the last scene um and from what we've seen in in, in the last episode with the the pregnant Linny on, mm. on the ground the very beginning with with legion david yeah, the comic book legion what david the fuck? Fuck. Yeah. season which three is, what it's gonna happen which is 100 percent what they want you to think about but like in that timeline at least from what we know shadow king's dead shadow king's not dead mm-hmm. now so shadow king succeeded in not dying and poisoning david and, and finding what turns him and turning him. Yeah. It's so fucking insane. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can we talk about... Okay, so the spider that, like, literally... In the, in the fight scene still. Yeah, in the very beginning. The all webbed up. He's, like, all fucking webbed up and losing and, like, gets bit by a fucking crazy-ass cartoon spider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Lenny, like, finally hits it and it resonates and they both lose their powers. But before they do, he throws the the web off his face and then they, they're about to be like back on even playing ground. Yeah. But it's only because I feel like it's like kind of dampening the power of the Shadow King. But then they both get hit with the wave and they both lose their powers. Exactly. I don't I don't think that I think that they were hmm. I think he like legitimately gained an upper edge. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. For a second. I mean, the, I mean, he ultimately used that to to get the best of the Shadow King, but then he's shooting it. But that's that's when it goes. That's when it, episode stops and goes to three years later, and you're like, I was literally like, what? Like, what <laughs> is gonna happen? Right now? And then it's Oliver and Melanie in their cube. Yeah, and they're just talking like documentary style <laughs> to a camera. And just like, like on a oh, super you know, eight. It's not too bad. You know, cube, sweet cube. <laughs> <laughs> it's code, but it's comfortable. <laughs> uh, they're just like talking about, like, oh my god, <laughs> they're they're talking about, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, Farouk, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think I remember him. Yeah. <laughs> He had a very soothing voice, very hypnotic. That was a crazy part, actually. Well, That's yeah, a little that was later. the end of it. Yeah, well, that was like, and he goes, "I think I actually helped him." Yeah, and no, I was like, like, "I think I helped, I think him, helped too. him too." And, and they just kind of like crazy, like kind of like zone out, yeah, kind of moment. That's the end of that. That's but the, the end of that. But before, so super funny. funny. Uh, <laughs> literally, it's like, how long have we been here? Soup. <laughs> <laughs> how long have we been here? Uh, one month, one week, and he goes, "What's the word?" And she goes, "Soup." No, we've been here much longer than soup. Soup. We've been here much longer than soup. (laughs) And it's just like, oh, we've just been losing so much hair. Time, babe. Time. Time. That's what I mean. Time. (laughs) I I love that whole joke running throughout the season of, like, the whole show. Really, of him just Jermaine Clement just not understanding the world because he's been so detached for so, so long. long. Yeah. It's so amazing that, <laughs> and then he'll just recite fucking poetry like perfectly. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. His character is amazing, and oh, he plays it perfectly. He really does. But but uh, Melanie is is I think super good in this episode. Like I think her episode really like 
it was necessary be, like to just have this moment. I know, I know what you think. <clears throat> I understand, but I think the development of the character could have been done differently. But it's whatever. It's, I, I'm I completely like it. fine. I fucking love. I think it had a purpose. It did have a purpose, Chase, but it. I think it could have been done differently and more blended in better with the show. Yeah. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> I thought that her moment in this was perfect, and, and it was kind of interesting that you don't see them again. Like, I honestly thought we were going to see them again by the end of the episode. Yeah. Like, at the very end, it, we were going to get some It's very true, of, yeah. I, thought, I honestly didn't even think about them anymore, like, uh, after that. I mean, it was, like, maybe ten minutes after that scene. Like, in the middle of the next sequence, you know, after the commercial break, I thought... It's probably going to end some with something to do with Melanie. Like we're going to get back to them. We're going to get back to that three years later, but we didn't. Nope. <laughs> Which I I like the way this ended, but it was definitely a cliffhanger. Like I mean, they're going to have a season three for sure. Oh yeah, but... I'm so excited! Oh my god, dude! Oh my god, it was so good, and. uh when they're talking about all the people that they've just like, <laughs> they're like David. He's like David. I don't remember him. <laughs> like he yeah. says like crazy shit. <laughs> they're like yeah. talking to all the people. He's like, oh yeah, like uh, he goes a movement. The, the glasses McLab coat. <laughs> no, and the girl who kicks everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he was like, who else? Oh my god! And and then she's like, oh Sid. And he goes. You can't forget Sid. And he goes, I forgot Sid. Uh, yeah, he's like, I have to admit, I forgot Sid. I forgot Sid. <laughs> it's so funny. She's like, poor Sid, what happened to her? And blah, blah, blah. Yeah, She just talked over him, which I thought like was a great dynamic. It was like, like just like 1950s banter. Like in between. And they're like listening to jazz and dancing around the room together. And being so weird, it's oh, it was so incredible. I it was an amazing comedy act. Like oh, they were fantastic together. (laughs) I want to see them together more in the next season. Like I hope that they get paired off now. They were really good. And Jermaine, I just he's never leaving this show. He's so fucking good. He's so awesome. I honestly had a feeling that we were going to lose him this season. I thought we, especially I thought he was gonna die. when he well, was getting killed. Yeah, or yeah, being tortured and shit. Yeah, I I don't like. It it seems to me like he was he was in the ice cube because they were freezing freezing him. So it seems to me that like maybe he is being frozen again, but Melanie's also being frozen. Yeah, yeah, they've just gone off, and they've just like they're just like both in the ice cube together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they also that they start talking about David and they're like what like what did, what what did turn him anyway? And Melanie's like we showed him his future. And then that's when it like fucking what it was yeah, was it she said did she say we showed him his future or he saw his future? Or he was showed his he, future. Yeah, something like that. Like yeah. it, I I wasn't I was paraphrasing he, but like, you know, he saw his future, you know, in general. Yeah. I don't know exactly how it was, but yeah, that's like just kind of like the the influence of seeing your own future. Yeah, <laughs> what it has on you. Not even seeing it though. Like, I mean, unless something happens in season three that we don't know about, but like he gets told about it. Mm-hmm. So like he sees his his the future Sid, 
in the future, Sid seems to to love him again, you know, and and she's manipulating him obviously, but she never tells him what the actual enemy is, and then present Sid does, and that seems to be like a like a revelation to him, but it's not what turns him. What turns him is losing Sid. Yeah. It's true. Like once in the trial, like when he realizes that Sid is completely against him. Yeah. That's when he's just like, all right, I'm done. done. Yeah. (laughs) And that was awesome. The way he was like that. All right, I'm done with this. And he just fucking breaks out. And that part looks so fucking incredibly like comic book. Okay. So I haven't read the comics. Like I haven't read any Legion comics at all. But I swear I'm going to like so fucking hard. <laughs> um, but it just looked very comic booky in general, and like what I've seen from Legion comic books, like not comic he, booky in a bad way. Like no, also, incredible. Like, comic booky like, in, in, in a great it. way. It yeah. looked fucking fantastic. Yeah, it, it looked very uh, like uh, appropriate for what it was. Yeah, going mirror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. I know exactly. I just wanted to clarify, like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I, I, I say things look comic booky, and I mean it totally negative. But when I say it about this show, it is not negative. It was awesome. It was like so good, very unique. It was like just the movement that he was making. It was so cool, and well, the like, way they sped the, up the force field around like, him and everything was super just X Men. Oh, it totally was X Men. I was about to say that it was so X Men. The way it, like. That they had the X literally crossing around him, and like all of it felt X Men. Yeah, it felt good. And then when Farouk walks in and it's reflected in his fucking glasses, yeah, that was insane. Yeah. And oh, I loved that. Just the whole thing of like Farouk being un like the crowns being taken off him, and now he's part of the council. And like I think that's the biggest clue that they're all suffering one of the delusions is he literally they're, they're he's their enemy up until this moment, and then they just let him walk in and sit down and have a vote mm-hmm. it's true it's pretty fucking insane and it's like that's ob- like i think for an audience member and it's it's not supposed to be obvious for the characters but for an audience member that's obvious that like he's manipulated this yeah he has but you're like wondering if they're it's kind of like they're both they both worked against each other they're both or, evil you know like almost but, but i feel like you, david it makes you wonder at least you he, know you well, yeah and i think david's capable of evil and i think that the purpose of the show, the the episode where we see the multi dimensions and stuff, is showing that like under a lot of different scenarios, he turns out that way, or he ends up dying, um, <clears throat> and then like we get to this moment and we're like, well, he's definitely capable of evil shit, and he seems to be going down an evil path now that Sid's left him and he's grabbed Sid, and we've seen him in the very future, and we've heard about the end of the world, and we've done all this stuff, but there's this still this small ambiguity that like he might have like a piece of good of it in him like he's oh, not yeah. he's not he's not all bad lost all. yeah yeah and he's not actually done anything evil yet like in our timeline they they've they've accused him of future crimes and which is what he's like future crimes yeah what? and they've kind of shown his past uh enjoyment like, of is torture like manipulative kind of like while he was under manipulation they've shown yeah. that in a different light where it's like that was just you yeah all the time, you know? but like they just say that and it yeah, was exactly. also the shadow king saying that so like we're we're also playing with like skewed points of view and these points of like it, it's what we talked about last week where it's like this whole show is just switching points of view with characters that are completely unreliable 
Yeah, so exactly. like, they're all unreliable. <laughs> and the only reliable one we have is David, and he's unreliable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This episode's super unreliable. Reliable. Super unreliable. literally breaks into two different characters. Three different characters, I mean. But two extra on each side of him. And they both take different extremes, but at the same time, kind of the same point of view. Yeah, exactly. And that shit was awesome. I loved that, like, just actually showing them. And also, like, for a British actor, he has got some great fucking American accents. Oh, I know. And he's like, doing different like, voices damn. on all these guys. They're so good. Yeah. Mm. They're he, so, so good. And, and having seen him play British roles in the past, it, is, it, it isn't even off-putting watching him do an American accent. It is seamless. He's that excellent at an american accent very excellent and like doing multiple different accents and there's still a british persona somewhere in his brain like which was part of the oh yeah yeah you know yeah it's part of last season it was like part of clever like it was his rationality (laughs) yeah rationality his rationality is british and i think it's hilarious and he's not shown up this season so i'm wondering if they'll bring rationality back Mm. like his british version they'll they'll probably keep on going i hope they just start naming all his personalities (laughs) Well, <laughs> and that's what they are in the comics. Mm. They're like all different versions of him. And he has to learn how to like tame them. And I feel like Carrie is a perfect character to become that role. And I feel like maybe next season we'll see him develop like almost like the comic book Legion, like personality defects where it's like each personality has like different strengths. And then once he is able to like control all of them, he becomes like like the comic book Legion. Yeah, you said Carrie, Carrie, like the smart, like the science, the glasses, McLab coat. <laughs> what um, are you saying? You think Carrie could be part of that? Part of the one who builds the device. Oh, true. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying now. Like, I feel like that could eventually be where the show is going to go because they're establishing those characters as being able to have these skills. And now they're finally yeah. getting to the point where David, like in the scene where David's in the force field and they're, in, they've imprisoned him and they're questioning him. And then he starts to see the, uh, the, uh, what I'm going to call is the angel devil version of himself. And they're in the room and they start talking to him and he tells them to shut up and it cuts to the Carrie's point of view yeah. and there's nothing there. And he's just like, there's obviously the look of like we're validated yeah carrie's looks in this you're like you fucking respect him like i love him him so much he's just like dude like i'm a silly guy but nah i'm no i'm I'm not a a no bullshit guy like i'm gonna fucking murder you yeah (laughs) if i have to it's intense i loved it well and I think that really shows Carrie's delusion too. Like he gets part, he gets consumed by the delusion too. But mm-hmm. at the same time, but presented the information that he is kind of it's it's iffy. You know, you you don't feel like he's well. And I think that's from yeah. his perspective. You know, it's it's hard to fault him. It, oh no, exactly. I think he's being fed the delusion by a third point, like point of view. Like the evidence has now gone to support what he saw. Yeah, but it's not actually necessarily what happened. Mm. Yeah, um, that's true. And so, like, but that's how the delusion spreads. Is it's like true, it spreads through, but it's what... not because the, just the manipulation in itself of David manipulating and erasing memories and stuff like that. I know it's for the greater good, 
but in the end it, it, it still becomes looked, an ethics thing yeah you know no, no for sure but like it was that point of, like he shouldn't have done that but he was put in a position where he felt like he had to do that to I know, save I under- love i understand yeah. both so, sides like, you know exactly but like <clears throat> but Carrie, that's the thing about the show carrie's <laughs> not seeing all exactly he's not seeing all that point of view so it's still a flawed point of view and he's an unreliable person perspective because he's only seeing a piece of the story (laughs) and from the piece he's seeing it makes sense for him to do what he did Mm -hmm. but we're the only ones seeing all the we're we're the audience (laughs) we're the ones who get to see where like that that's where the the tragedy is that's where the drama is it's it's where the the disconnect of information is with the characters so when they when they first introduce um the other personalities of david He's in his childhood room and yeah. he's watching like the John Ham egg delusion from the first episode from the first episode uh, on the TVs and it just keeps on like repeating and stuff. I fucking love that. It's just like delusion starts as an egg. Yeah. And I kept <laughs> like, repeating that. And, and then he started saying it with him. Delusion starts as an egg. Yeah. 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 And then he's like, your first crack. And it like shows like that he cracked when he met when he first met Sid. That was the delusion that, was that the entered delusion. his mind. That he's good and he deserves love. <clears throat> that yeah. was the delusion. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. And then he like starts talking about like <clears throat> how he's gonna save the world. And he's like, No, like this is not gonna happen. Like, I'm the Omega. He literally says I'm the, the Omega. Yeah. I'm like holy fuck and he doesn't have any seemingly self-awareness of yeah they're just like oh saint david okay like save the fucking world so fucking crazy it was so nuts and i think by introducing the john ham things into this it really reinforces like everything that we saw with his character up until that he kills the delusion in that one episode in the mid-season yeah um and then just showing that one clip it really is just like it it brings all of that back into focus because that all comes back into play later in the episode where is he suffering from that monster or are the rest of them suffering from that monster again? <clears throat> and like, I don't know. It, it was just a really cool, like it, it unification of like everything that happened. Cause like when we saw that earlier, I was like, how the fuck is this going to come into play with the overall story? <laughs> and I think it came into play yeah. this episode. Yeah, for sure. It's so hard with Legion. You're like, when is this going to make sense? But it all does make sense now. Mm. Like, everything makes sense now. And and I trusted them from the beginning. I knew that I was going to be confused until I I wasn't. And and obviously, talking about it with you really, like, clarifies. Yeah, it clarifies a lot more. Yeah, because you have to, like, rethink about it and then, like, contextualize it. (laughs) And, like, by doing that, it really brings the season into focus. But uh, by the end of it, like, and it was the same with the first season, it really comes into focus. Yeah. And it's crazy how they're both, like, both uh, Sid is getting manipulated, is already manipulated by Melanie. And then David is getting manipulated by these other personalities who have just showed up. And they're literally telling him like, oh, like your love is so strong. Why did she just shoot you? And like, that's when he's in. But I think what's crazy is like, those are created out of his self-doubt 
and mm-hmm. and out of his like it's it's his mental defense mechanism over losing what he had with Sid and and coming having to come to terms with it. But it now makes him look crazy, and it makes him actually when when Sid has that moment where she's like, "You're not." We we told you you weren't crazy because you had a like a parasite in your head and you had to deal with it, but you're actually both. Yeah. You've had the parasite but in your head and you have powers, but you're power crazy. And his power f- is so strong that like emotions can literally manifest, manifest themselves. themselves. And he, and like he is still young at learning these powers, and so but it comes across as him being crazy and and as having both like Sid said, and that idea it has been corrupted in her head to where now she thinks he's crazy instead of just being like normal and powerful. And like, I think like those manifestations are there to help him get over her, but that leads him down the darker path. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so crazy. It's like dark side, light side, crazy fucking. Well, there's so many God metaphors in this too. Yeah. Like they, they, they mention it. He references himself as a God. The last, the last three episodes have just like fucking gone like they did skyrockets yeah Yeah. it's so fucking crazy awesome oh my god and and i think last episode we talked a lot about the cinematography i think this episode the cinematography served a much more utilitarian purpose of just like telling the 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 bare bones story like obviously there's subtext i'm sure to every shot that there was but like last episode it was a lot more it was a lot more abstract Mm. this one was like we're concluding things and there was some, some abstract stuff. There are um, beautiful, f- and shot, beautiful, beautiful shot, shots for yeah, sure. Beautiful shots. Literally that one right above, uh, Farouk's cell, just looking down with like the kind of, I think it's like an octagon. Maybe, maybe it's more, more than that. Yeah, I think it's like octagon, an octagon, but with the, like, like black and white, the spirals. Stripes. Yeah, yeah. The, the spiral. Holy shit. And him just walking around just hooked up. And to his crown, like, yeah, so fucking crazy. I mean, it, the the design, the shots, like everything served a purpose. It was motivated, like before, but it it, it took a little. It, it was like well, that episode in the middle of the season where we're like, oh my god, this explains so much. Yeah, it it took. It wasn't a simple necessarily, like a simple approach, but it was a. Um, it was a definitely like a. This is more of an expositional episode where we're closing the stories here and we're opening the stories for the next season and we're making those like relatively obvious <laughs> yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. um <clears throat> which which i appreciate honestly yeah. i think if you're gonna end the season like that that's the best way to end it and, and then like the last line obviously <laughs> you're just like that's a fucking cliffhanger yeah well like also it, it's it ends just like the first season ends. Yeah. But with different characters. One different character. But also Lenny has changed as well. Yeah. Obviously, she's not manipulated by... The, it's not the Shadow King and Oliver going off into the distance. It's David. But it's Lenny's new body who also has sister. David's sister in it going off oh. together. That's crazy. crazy. I didn't so think about a- that when fucking... Uh, Lenny a, is pregnant in the future from last episode. It's a doubling of of the last season finale, and then it's a super fucked up implication. Yeah, I didn't think about that till just now. Yeah, it's fucked. But it's not his real sister. Yeah, it's not his blood sister. <laughs> this is his real sister. It's not a blood sister. It's not as fucked as you want it. 
Okay. No, I'm just kidding. There can be That's... still there can still be porn made about this. <laughs> it's crazy. Mutant porn, man. Mutant porn. <laughs> he uses that his brain to make her squirt. Like, yeah, like I just love how the the last episodes have just been like, let's get the fuck out of here. Like yeah. there's just like two characters going off together. Yeah. You're like, what? Now now I'm thinking we might have missed a, a final scene. Because there was a final scene in the first season, and we totally like stopped after the credits. There was a scene after the credits in the first season. Oh, there was no, but we. I don't think. I don't think we missed anything. I didn't fast forward. We can. We can. Yeah. I'll. I'll check. Well, we'll check. We'll check. <laughs> if if we there's did, a final my scene. My God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't believe it, but uh, I, I'm fairly confident there wasn't. I hope not. But there was in the first season, and I'm like, oh, there might be. It's Marvel. Yeah. There might be. Yeah, there might be, bitch. There might be. Um, oh my god. Can we talk about Lenny fucking writhing on the ground after she shot that fucking choke? Like it just cuts to her and she's just like, Ugh. and then she like gets back to the gun. Like she like is affected by the. Uh, vibrations and waves of it too, but she's just having like a crazy weird like orgasm. Like orgasm? <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. <laughs> she was just like, it wasn't even like an orgasm. It was like, well, it, it could seem like an orgasm, but really what it was is like her as a fucking crazy lunatic experiencing this intense sensation that probably hurts. Well, <laughs> and she's just like, like smiling about it and being weird. It well, was so fucking crazy i love her i mean i love her too but let me ask you this was that writhing before she shot the weapon because i thought after she shot it and hit the choke the helicopter came across the top and she was like motherfucker and then goes oh shit no that's literally no they cut back so she shoots and it ricochets and then they they show them losing their powers but after like commercial break they show it again it's the same bullet so it's so it's it shows her shoot, or I don't know if it shows her shoot, but it's the same bullet, and it's her reacting to the first bullet she shot, and then that's when all the helicopters and everything shows up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's the same shot. Yeah. But they just they, they cut divide. It yeah. They divide it. You know? I just need to see it without the commercial break. <laughs> I need to rewatch the episode. Honestly, it's yeah. so good. Oh my god. But yeah, I fucking love that. Just like little shit like that. God, I fucking love Lenny. So well, goddamn. Lenny's the best. And and Aubrey Plaza <laughs> fucking kills it. This is the I, best thing she's ever done. Dude, like I forget. I forget that it's Aubrey Plaza. Like that's how good yeah. it is. Like, I, you know, I love, honestly, the I, only thing I think I've seen her call shades of this performance in is The Little Hours. I think yeah, that like she, she's so good. I think like. But that's the, very characteristic of her. That part is very characteristic of like stuff she's done in the past, like Parks and Rec and stuff like that. It's very yeah. similar. Like this role is just so fucking out there. Well, she is like a whole, this character has so much of a range. Yeah. And and now that she's two characters and she's struggling with that, it, it like as a, not, I mean, Aubrey Plaza isn't struggling as an actress to portray <laughs> that, but like the character is struggling with the fact that she's like two people now. Um, yeah. Like and she's doing it, a great job of, of showing that conflict. Yeah. Well, also, like, she's played pretty much three characters then in that, too. But, like, or, like, at least a character dealing with another character in their head and then also a character being manipulated by 
The Shadow King. The Shadow King. Like, that's fucking insane. No, and in the first season when she's doing, like, the black and white sequence with the silent movie stuff and, like, like all that, like, I mean, it's incredible. God, give this woman an Oscar. (laughs) Like, it's so good. Good. What what was the chapter name for the competing truths? So the chapter name was, uh, I think it was The Trial of the Shadow King. Okay, was it like it was chapter, chapter 12 or something like that? Okay. <laughs> I think it was chapter 12. I thought it was chapter 10, three years later, chapter 11, the trial of the Shadow King. Okay, maybe. I don't know. I, I think I remember chapter 12. But uh, who cares? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But it starts talking about like competing truths just through text and stuff and like starts talking about how the heart and the mind have different perceptions of the truth yeah and like well and and what what is the truth it, it's it's like uh um back in the in the day they would send people off onto uh ships because they were insane you know i mean this wasn't in the text it was literally a dialogue right following the text yeah like, yeah exactly. but it was like talking about the you ship know of fools. It, yeah the ship of fools and then but what if we're the fools and they were the sane people and it was like uh it only takes like one one sane person in a village full of insane people would make the sane person the insane one yeah it's talking he, about the bruised apples yeah if, as if, well like with the heart and mind exactly yeah it was the if all the apples are bruised the one apple that isn't is the one that's bad yeah um and then like it only takes nine out of ten like it only takes nine people to believe something and one person hang for it for it to be true that's crazy and that's how they start the trial yeah and like how it's pretty much talking about like the bruised apple it's talking about like how everyone is bruised but david like it's almost like kind of it, that's what it seems like yeah everyone's fucking manipulated against him yeah and that's almost the reason why he's going to fucking change yeah and like why he like literally is just like all right no one fucking trusts me fuck this yeah i'm powerful enough <laughs> i'm gonna get the fuck out of here yeah and he turns into motherfucking white light and turns into a goddamn angel yeah and they all <laughs> realize their mistake for a brief moment <laughs> yeah for a very brief moment and then he just fucking disappears into that white light goes to lenny is like let's would he also let's talk about when he walks into lenny's cell and you see the the ripples of yeah. space yeah <laughs> yeah fucking insane so cool and he's just like, are you ready to get out of here? And she's like, shit, yeah, I am. <laughs> and then the people come in and they start shooting at him. And he's just like, no one's going to hurt you. Yeah, yeah. And Lenny goes, oh, what happened to Blondie? She goes, said, there ain't no Blondie, Blondie no anymore. more. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last line. <laughs> no, the last <laughs> line is, um, what do we, it, they, Sid runs in and then uh, the interrogator comes in. Oh, yeah, and then, yeah, like, the, yeah. The people in, and she's just like, what are we going to do now? And he goes pray yeah yeah pray. and then it just goes it just ends yeah i can't wait to see what lenny and uh david's baby is gonna be like oh my god <laughs> i can't imagine where the show's gonna go from here because now what we have what we have is so much <laughs> we have the shadow king extracted from david 
We have an understanding of David's motivations. We have David also the fall, Shadow having King has his love. body now, and the Shadow King has his body, and so he's he's a powerful and an unethical character on his own, mm-hmm. and with his completely own agenda. And now we don't even know what that agenda is because beforehand his agenda was to get his body. Now he's got his body and he survived. Can we talk about also real quick before we end this? Just this scene real quick. Him short circuiting like just a little bit enough to like let out the whisper like his crown he short circuits it and like yeah. let out this whisper to the mouse yeah that scene and the fucking fiddle that's playing like the violin that's playing during that scene is like it's not french it doesn't feel french it almost feels italian like almost, it feels yeah. it feels like godfather-esque yeah. Like the way there's, it there's like a Nina Rota like epicness it, to it. It's so yeah. fucking epic. It was, a, oh, it was incredible. I like honestly was like dancing at that mess to chew the wires. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but he did something crazier with it. Yeah, he got oh, the mouse, way crazier. He got the he mouse to and was like, like who he is and yeah. manipulated the, the fuck, fuck out, out of someone. Sid. Yeah. <clears throat> that was like, that was crazy. Um, so crazy and the way he held the mouse to his mouth and the way the scene was lit and everything it was so beautifully executed so and like cool. it was obviously a real mouse it was obviously Navid Negabon and like it, the way the mouse's ears were like the way you would see it through the light and stuff I don't know it just like it looks so good it looks so good that scene was gorgeous that scene literally I I was in awe of how good the show is like in that yeah. scene the the show there was a lot there was a lot of scenes but that one in particular was like kind of my favorite in this episode it literally like had me stunned I was just like this just looks like classic fucking storytelling done in such a new way yeah you know that's exactly what it was and it was gorgeous holy fuck it was it was so beautiful like and it really is classic storytelling like ultimately at the end of the day you may go episode by episode week to week and you're like i don't know what's going on but when you take it as a whole it is a classically told story it's even telling you why the entire time yeah you have to piece it together for sure you need the entire picture yeah to see everything to see everything but it is giving you like footnotes along the way to be like hey Here's the concepts behind this show. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally presenting the concepts because it needs to. It's like an incredibly Because it's so fucking complex. It's like a it's like an incredibly obvious cinematic equivalent to Infinite Jest. <laughs> it's just like footnotes all over the place, but the footnotes are in the the fucking like subtext. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're 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 forefront, but you think like you the way they're presented to you you're wondering how integrated into the storyline they're going to become. But they're and, all and integrated. And how they are. Yeah. How they integrate themselves as well. Like you're wondering if it's if it's throughout the whole thing or like if it's if this one little thing is talking about this guy in this episode or like it's just so with a show like Legion, you just think about every possible thing that could happen. Exactly. And you're trying to figure it out. You um, have to you have to think about all the different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And then and you have to like at a at a certain point you have to come to the realization that like 
you're watching multiple different points of view that none of those points of view are reliable, but mm. certain things are reliable from different points of view. And that's why we've like seen repetition, I think of certain scenes because we've seen certain scenes from different people's point of view. Yeah. So like think about the scene between Melanie and Sid early on in the show. Um, and Melanie's talking about all the, like, you can't trust men and blah, 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 and whatever. We're seeing that scene from Sid's point of view. But then the next time we see that scene, which I think is in Melanie's episode, and we watch it all again, essentially. And from we, her perspective, perspective prefer- Sid and Carrie, like, disappear. And they almost seem like they're not even part, part of reality, of which is her whole thing Thing. yeah so when we see it from a completely different point of view so between the two we know that we know certain things are true certain things happened but which like but then we have to start to discern like which of those things are true and which of those things are unreliable and, and what it means to the story and they all mean something and those are just like two like small obvious like examples of it but it's happening throughout the entire show mm-hmm and it really is a puzzle and it's a puzzle of like that that's not even trying to tell you it's a puzzle it's presenting itself to you like a straightforward story but it's going like oh by the way here's these little clues that you're not seeing everything from one perspective and the truth isn't in any single perspective it's in the amalgamation of all of it and also your own fucking experience coming to the show yeah like how you read it i hope john ham and patrick stewart are both in the next season (laughs) I hope Patrick Stewart shows up. I know he knows Dan Stevens, and I saw the interview. <laughs> yeah. I saw the interview. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and it's like, all right, hope you're, hope, hoping you're saving it just for a little longer. That's yeah. fine. But like, you're coming to season three sounds now. Sounds fucking great. Yeah. Maybe fucking Pat Pat Stewie comes in and like shows David what's up. Kind of just a little father figure kind of shit. I don't know if that's what happens in the comics, though. I know, but I, I think don't they know, become you know? enemies for a brief period in the comics, and I think that would be well, so. That's kind of what I'm saying. Cool. Yeah, you know, he like fucking lays down the law, and you know, I don't know how. Exactly and they they go at it. Gonna, yeah, yeah, it'd be fucking tight. I just want to see Patrick Stewart play Xavier in this universe, in this specific universe. Yeah, because I think Patrick Stewart's Xavier is perfect. And I like, I think out of all of the movies, some of them good, some of them shit. He's the glowing star, him and, and Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Sure. He's just so calm and collected and like prophetic. He is Xavier though, yeah. to me. Like that is Xavier. Like when I read the comics as a kid, that was ex- like, and then I saw oh, the movie. It was like, that was perfect. in my brain. That is the perfect Xavier. And he is like, obviously when you see Logan, he's, completely capable of playing that character in extreme circumstances. Yeah. Well, like I've just imagined him at the beginning of this episode, like floating through the air, levitating on the landscape like that looks incredible. Yeah. It looks great. Well, also just like fucking let Marvel television have Magneto and shit too. Like if we could have Magneto doing that shit, that sounds incredible. That sounds way better than all these fucking First class movies we've been getting. Days of Future Past or whatever oh, it is. And God. First class was actually fine. For, like, and was, Days of Future f- Past, I think it was on Armageddon. Sucked <clears throat> dick. Uh, apocalypse. Apocalypse. <laughs> no, Days of Future Past sucked dick too. It was pretty bad. Is that the only one with- cool parts was that Wolverine was in it. And like they did the whole 70s shit. The 70s shit was cool. 
70s shit was awesome. And anything where they bring just Nazis back and stuff like that, I always yeah, love that. I'm like entertained. It's yeah. like Nazis and fucking superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> but <clears throat> Captain America. <laughs> Happens a lot. Propaganda. Come on, you Americans, fight the Nazis. The Nazis or, were terrible, or your though. Unprecedented. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the Nazis are back. <laughs> Let's let's fight them. I guess. I mean, uh, we fought them before. Let's do it tomorrow. <laughs> God damn it! Why did this happen? We love Legion. Fucking Legion. <clears throat> well, okay. I also want to honorable mentions. Um, there's a moment where Sid's got the gun at pointed at David, and she starts comparing him to serial killers. Yeah, and I think last week we made a liking, uh, like a a, a meta, like or a, we compared him to Ted Bundy. <laughs> and I think that that was I think uh, you compared him to Ted Bundy. <laughs> I compared him to Ted Bundy, and you agreed with me. <laughs> I, I, I did. Agree. So we 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 compared him. Yes, we agreed upon the comparison. Him. Yeah. And, Boom, boom, boom. Son and then boom, boom, boom. She compared him to Son of Sam. And, yeah. Uh, another serial killer. I don't remember. <laughs> Probably should know. I, I literally like heard that line. I was like, I should know more about this. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that story. I don't know. I don't remember. That. <clears throat> I, j- I just thought that was a nice honorable mention that we, um, that we pointed that out. That that yeah. was how she was being led to believe he's like. And then that's what she used against him was like comparing yeah. him to the people like that. Well, like that's what she felt about it. Like that's how fucking intensely she felt about yeah. him, that comparison. She was, she was like, like the wives of serial killers must have known somewhere that they, they were with yeah, the monster. They must have had a feeling yeah. when they were out with duct tape in their van. Yeah. God damn it. Fucking scary ass shit. Yeah. Oh my God. So com- fucking compelling. Very, very come compelling. Fucking compelling. Come what fucking compelling. It was come That's... fucking compelling. <laughs> it's a guy's name in Wall Street. <laughs> come fucking compelling. <laughs> How my stocks doing today? Come fucking compelling. <laughs> so, Mister Pelling. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's come fucking to you. <laughs> I didn't go to no school for you to call me mister. (laughs) (laughs) The name's come fucking, and yes, I have an MBA. And my GED. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) That's right, I finished school. Because I'm come fucking pelling. <laughs> wow. Okay. Love Legion. Uh, that was that was our minisodes. We're gonna do another one. We're gonna do one in like a couple weeks. Gonna do one in a couple weeks. We're gonna kind of do a little bit of deep dive. Probably watch the fucking season again. Well, not probably. We're absolutely we're going to going to watch the season we're again. Probably gonna watch the whole series. And then again. we're just gonna talk. Uh, we're we're gonna talk about it. Honestly, yeah, the whole series could. Dude, this first season is so fucking good. good. Dude. Yeah, God, it's just a benefit. It's it. a benefit of a good show. Oh, it's such a good the, show. Watch the whole thing. I'm gonna read some of the comics, 
and we're going to get back to you on a legion after the final rose yeah so today's the 11th probably a little uh probably It'll be like first of july yeah yeah ish yeah ish maybe when a you hear before, it when you hear nah, it you know Come on back, listen to us. Hope you enjoyed this. Listen I mean, to our main episodes, guys. Yeah, we're gonna... we got big movies. We got plans for you. We're <laughs> gonna bring you along on a journey through the cinema. Journey of tomfoolery. It's a journey of tomfoolery through the cinema. Yeah, and we also like we like art and jokes. <laughs> and we're gonna combine the two in a very specific way. Yeah, it's gonna be nice for you. So yeah, if you enjoy this, you know, just keep on, you know, keep on coming back. We love you, and uh, and I and I would like to say goodbye, goodbye, goodbye.